With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. One positive for COVID-19 today from the 235 tests carried out since Wednesday. There have been 73,258 COVID-19 vaccinations given in the Cayman Islands to date, and of these, 39,493, or 63% of the estimated population, has had at least one dose of the vaccine. 52% have completed the two-dose course. Government today published a new organizational chart outlining the restrictions structuring following the April 14 general election. Available from the Cayman Islands government website, the chart reflects the new ministries that were announced following the election, detailing senior leadership and the associated core civil service agencies, statutory authorities, as well as government companies, boards, and committees that report to cabinet via the new ministers. Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton says the new structure will help government more effectively manage the breadth of subject areas for which each minister is responsible. The opposition today announced their shadow minister positions at Progressive Headquarters. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens was there. In their first post-election conference, the opposition addressed the Cayman Islands with news on which ministers each will shadow. Leader of the opposition and member of parliament for Georgetown East, Roy McTaggart. The shadow cabinet of the official opposition will comprise myself, Roy McTaggart as leader of the opposition and shadow minister for finance, economic development and infrastructure. Joey Hugh, deputy leader of the opposition and shadow minister for commerce and the environment, transport, planning and lands. Alden McLaughlin, shadow minister for financial services, international trade and investment and agriculture. Moses Kukunul will be Shadow Minister for Tourism District Administration, e-government and innovation. Dwayne Seymour is Shadow Minister for Health, Housing, Culture, Heritage and Home Affairs. Barbara Connolly, Shadow Minister for Education and Social Development. David White, Shadow Minister for Youth, Sports and Labor. You will note when I read the list out that we have not attempted to utilize all the subject names specifically used by the government in naming their ministries, but the public and media will readily understand what it is that each of us are taking responsibility for. And for those who may not be certain on what exactly a shadow minister is, MP McTaggart explains. The role of the shadow minister is to accept certain um, subject matters which that they will shadow the relevant minister for. In other words, observing what they are doing, what they're offering, again, and being the point person, a person with the knowledge, understanding, and, and the expertise to be able for the opposition to effectively function and, and to, to deal with those issues that are, you know, specific issues uh, in terms of, of the government. So, yes, I bring all, all the financial expertise yes. into the opposition here, so I'd be the natural shadow minister for the minister of to the minister of financial of finance for radio Cayman news i'm felicia rankin solens mp moses kirkconnell and mp david white were not president for today's press conference as mr kirkconnell was in the brac and mr white is overseas with a family member undergoing surgery
Caymanon's fire service crews were called to the landfill this morning. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego has the details. Cayman Islands fire service crews were called to the Georgetown landfill at around 11.41 a.m. this morning when the destruction of a boat resulted in a brief flare-up that was fully extinguished by 11.59 a.m. The fire occurred in the area near the vegetation piles next to the Esterly Tibbetts Highway, far away from the site of last week's fire, officials said. Fire crews credited the quick thinking of the Department of Environmental Health, DEH team, which manages the landfill and rapid response from firefighters with ensuring the situation could be quickly contained using safe systems of work. Randy Rankin, who leads the fire service's operational incident response, also noted that after conducting visual and thermal imaging camera assessments some three times a day, morning, midday and night, from Friday, May 7th until Wednesday, May 12th, CIFS had determined the site of last week's fire was no longer a cause for concern. As a result, the fire service withdrew the remainder of its strategically placed equipment from the landfill Wednesday afternoon. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. Before the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown, leadership at the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service was highly focused on building relationships with the community, emphasizing community policing and regular meetings to encourage dialogue. But then the pandemic hit, and even after the shelter-in-place was lifted, police resources were diverted to assist with other COVID-related matters. We're back now to a sense of we're still minding some quarantine facilities and we still have a COVID enforcement team we're making the best use of the resources that we have. And I think we have seen um, a level of normalcy return to our policing operations. And the environment is returning more to what we have would have seen in 2019 and what we expect to see for the remainder of 2021. Royal Cayman Islands Police Commissioner Derek Byrne this week said regular community meetings have been missed. I would like to see them coming back again because that gives a real voice to the community and it also alerts us to the real issues that are occurring in the in the communities. So I find them really valuable. And I know the team um, and I know myself and acting superintendent Ebanks will be heading to some meetings in the Bodentown, the eastern districts soon. And I hope that West Bay and Georgetown will start reconvening their meetings. We did lose a bit of traction and I hope that we can get back on track. The commissioner's reports came during a briefing on the RCIPS 2020 Crime and Traffic Statistical Report. A comprehensive look at population, employment and housing trends will be available soon as the Economics and Statistics Office launches the 2021 census. As Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller reports, the survey will be kicking off on October 10th. With the launch fast approaching, the Economics and Statistics Office, in cooperation with the Multi-Sectoral Census Advisory Committee and its subcommittees, is organizing the official launch of the census, which starts in Cayman Brack on May 21st at the District Administration Building at Stake Bay at 10 a.m., and then here on Grand Cayman on May 26th at the Marriott at 10 o'clock. Both events are public and will mark the start of an education and publicity campaign on the importance of the census and planning a better future for Cayman, as well as how everyone counts in making it a successful national activity. The ESO says the launch will also introduce the census spokespeople from various sectors, census various processes, participants, benefits, and uses in broad terms. A specially created census jingle will also be unveiled at the BRAC launch and will be included in the Grand Cayman launch as well. At both events, school children will sing the jingle. A sign-up of potential census workers is envisaged to cap both programs. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. And the Passport to Success program celebrates its latest cohort. Here again is Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego. Eleven teenagers graduated Wednesday from the National Workplace Development Agency's latest Passport to Success cohort. 
Addressing the gathering, Deputy Premier Honorable Chris Saunders stressed, education and learning have to be a passion, but also lifelong. Don't let this program be just the end. Keep going, keep bettering yourself. The ceremony held at the Georgetown Yacht Club marks the 33rd graduation from the initiative, which aims to bridge the gap between leaving high school and entering the workforce. Throughout 16 weeks, each participant worked with a local business in their areas of interest. Reflecting on her time in the program, student Casey Dilbert said the program allowed her to be more accountable, ethical, a good listener, and the program was a great refresher. In his reflection, student Alex Fennigan said he is changed by his experience. I will forever be grateful for the time in my life where I stood shoulder to shoulder with fellow young Himanians um, that although coming from different backgrounds, were kind and giving and have so much to offer to this world. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.